We are on. I got to turn myself down. I am loud. I am excited. I guess we're actually doing this, huh? I mean, we have all the equipment, so... <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> we have no idea what we're doing. We're sitting at our dining room, round dining room table via Crate and Barrel. And hashtag. there'll be noises of pouring alcohol, I'm sure. Lots of noises of wine. In fact, I need to kind of limit myself while we're doing this. We'll see how it goes. Okay, fair, fair, and You fair, might fair. hear a Polly snoring or walking around us through this whole thing, I imagine. <laughs> She's snoring on the couch as we speak. And tonight, it's just Grant and I. We're just doing a little a little test run of this brand new podcast equipment for the new podcast that is Damsel and Dior. So what should we do first? I think we should call your Mimi and see what she thinks. Mimi is the queen bee of the family. My, my grandmother, my mother's mother, my Mimi, seems to have an opinion on pretty much anything. So let's give her a call and let's see how she feels. And if she approves, then we're go. All right, let's give her a call. All right. Hopefully she answers. <laughs> Otherwise, that might be a bad omen. Best part about this so far is that sound. It's so old school. I love it. Hello. Mimi, it's JC. JC! Hi! I can't believe it! Hi! Hi! <laughs> I could not believe it, girl. How are you? Is it too late? I didn't know if it was too late to call. No, I I stay up late, late, and I sleep late, late, so it's nearly 10 o'clock here, but that's okay. So I am starting this new thing for my blog. It's called a podcast. Have you ever heard of a podcast before? A what? A podcast. It's like a radio show type thing. No, I guess I am. How, how do you think? Ja- yeah, how do you think JC and I would do <laughs> having like a radio show? <laughs> I think I would do great. I, you know, you'd have to. Would have to. I would have to put the word out. Put the yeah, word out, yeah. You know. we'd to... Yeah, we'd have to show you how to listen. How would you feel if you were I'd on to, it? I'd have to tone my voice back. Nobody could see me in all my pink. I'd have to wear pink, but they wouldn't see me. So I, <laughs> we could talk about could it, do... though. We could take pictures behind <laughs> the scenes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Bye-bye, Mimi. I'll talk to you soon. I'll shoot you an email. Okay. Okay, love I love you, you. I love you, too. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, bye. <laughs> Well, if Mimi says do a podcast, I think you should do a podcast. Oh, oh duh. What Mimi, what Mimi says goes. Mimi says your favorite color is pink. Your favorite color is pink. I didn't mean to get her off the phone quick, but... Oh, no, it's You know, fine. when you get the approval, when you t- someone tells you what you want, <laughs> when I hear you, hang up. Take it and run with it. We got Mimi's approval. She said the podcast is a good idea. So it looks like we're doing this. I guess now it's up to us. Yeah. What is this podcast going to be about? I have no fucking clue. I mean, (laughs) to be completely honest, I think what it's about is just, you know, a further extension of Damsel and Dior, um, a a closer look at like the inside, the behind the scenes, the ins and the outs of anything and everything that, you know, you guys want to know. You want to know something? You got to email me and ask. I am an open book. And who's going to be on it with you? There's going to be everyone from my best friend, Kat Sadler, co-host of E! News, to my brother and his husband, um, my fellow blogging industry friends, my famous photographer pal, Gray Malin. I mean, hopefully Kristen Cavallari will make an appearance. I'm really, I'm open to guests. I'm open to artists, uh, celebrities, musicians, bloggers, pretty much anyone in the creative industry, you know, who has an interesting story to tell. I would love to have them on the show and... 
Um, and answer your questions is mainly like the the driving force of this podcast. You know, I started I started snapping on Snapchat and it received such a positive reaction because I was being open and honest and real. And that is what really inspired this podcast. And this is just me at my kitchen table. And then who else is going to be on it specifically when you hear this voice right here? Who is it? Well, my voice is JC Dupree. I don't, you mean Polly snoring? No. (laughs) That masculine deep voice that you are hearing is my husband of five years, Grant Levitt, who is my partner in crime my soundboard for all things involving the game that we call life. And uh, and yeah, my, my pseudo co-host. We're going to be rotating people in and out, but uh, right now he is holding my hand through this process and pouring me more wine along the way. That's really all I do. So... <laughs> But yeah, you know, we're 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 going to kind of open up our lives a little bit more to you guys. I know Grant doesn't, you know, he doesn't like having his photos taken. He's usually behind the scenes of everything. He has his own, you know, actual real life job. So he's not a blogger husband by any means. Um, he has his own whole situation going on. So it's a treat to have you on the show, Grant. Thank you for joining us. Well, I don't really have a choice since it is at our house, at our dining room table, Typically with our friends, at 9 PM drinking at wine, yeah. having dinner. So I might as well have a headphone on and a mic in front of me. Had to really twist your arm on that one. But thank you. Thank you for... Um, Thank you for finally submitting to to join an aspect of the Damsel and Dior brand. And I'll do what I am going to do a lot, I think, which is... Keep me in line. That. And keep me from getting too drunk. No. Oh. Deal with everyone's questions coming in and ask them to you. Yeah, you're the gatekeeper right now for the questions, right? You are the you're the gatekeeper of, of all the people that are going to be writing in. Hopefully, if you guys have questions... Please write in pod, P-O-D, at damselindior.com. You have questions? I have answers, or at least I will give you the best answer I have. And again, I'm an open book. So if you've got questions about blogging, starting a small business, I mean, I'm still learning as I go, but I will give you my best answer. All right, let's start. I have oh. the first question. Okay. From Maggie Sarton, I think it is. Mm -hmm. She's saying, I'm really struggling. I'm picking a major and taking all the help I can get. Did you always know that this is what you wanted to do? When did you really get into fashion? I had absolutely no idea that this is what I wanted to do. I thought what I wanted to do was be a television host, much like my bestie, Kat Sadler on E! News. I knew I had a creative personality. I knew I enjoyed writing. Um, I also knew that if I told my fellow students slash peers slash family back in South Texas that I wanted to go major in the arts, that it probably wouldn't have gone over as well as, as I would have hoped. So I chose I chose a major that felt creative, but also pretty safe and broad. And I chose to major in communications with a focus in journalism and a minor in professional writing. Um, that was just the one that stood out to me on the paper. You know, don't overthink your major. Do not overthink it. Just go with what pulls at your heart. If you're just really torn, screw it. Write them all down on pieces of paper and draw one on a hat. Because honestly, I had absolutely no idea I'd be ending up blogging as a career. This this industry didn't even exist when I was applying for college. So you never know what the future is going to hold. You never know where your experiences and relationships and jobs are going to take you. Um, I was lucky to end up here. But yeah, just try not to overthink it. Well, I think her question too is, because you're talking about not knowing, 
early on, but when did you really get into fashion, like actually have an interest in fashion? I always had an interest in fashion, but I I never like played around with it or tried to get a job in fashion until long after college. I mean, I think it was like five years after college. And I was like, you know what? I've done all these jobs. None of them are fulfilling. You really have to listen to your gut and, and follow what you're interested in. And if you're interested in fashion and you know that now, go for it. I mean, I wish... I wish I just knew at my core that that was what I was meant to do. Um, but even working in fashion, I don't even, I wouldn't even necessarily say out loud, like I work in fashion. I think I work in the tech space. I run a website. I run a personal and lifestyle brand. Um, obviously it, it ties in my love of fashion, but I think what I actually do has a lot more to do with running a small business and managing campaigns and doing social media networking and things of that nature. But my love of fashion was born when I was, you know, I've always been interested in it. I think you nailed that first question. Really? <laughs> it's very like official answer. Oh my though. God. Thank you. It's because I haven't had wine yet. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see how that goes here in the second question from Carissa Jones. And we're proving it wrong because you said at the small chance that you'll read this, do you have any style hmm. advice for younger fashion addicts who can't always afford the names you wear? I mean, the names I wear. Okay. Yes. Fair, 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 fair. I do love Chanel and I do love St. Laurent. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But when I was starting out six years ago, this girl, this like fresh out of college girl could not afford those names. And I shopped at Old Navy and Target, Target, as I call it. Um, you got to get creative. You have to study Vogue and these fashion magazines and see what these designers are doing and then go look in Target and Old Navy and all these other you know retail stores that are a little less expensive and try to replicate the same look. Don't get too hung up on trying to find the exact same product because you're not gonna. Try to replicate the idea of an outfit. For example, pajama dressing is really, really in right now. And the best pajama dressing you will find it's in like the like $500 for a pair of like silk fashionable pajama pants. But like think outside of the box. I bought a pair of pajamas from Victoria's Secret for like, I don't even know, way less than like Moda Operandi or Net-A-Porte or Gucci or whoever. And you can pull the look off so long as you have the right accessories, the right makeup and hair and confidence, you know, most importantly, just come up with a concept and try not to get too hung up on the actual product. Because in all honesty, my wardrobe, as far as high-end designers is concerned, the high-end designers in my wardrobe are all handbags and shoes. The clothes are like, I'm wearing like an old Navy t-shirt right now with like, I don't even know what pants I'm wearing. Do you know where these are from? These are like, I, I don't even know what these are from. These are like, have holes in them. And the best part is, is you don't have to just take your word for it in this because we are going to be interviewing and talking to people That's about true. exactly fashion advice. Yeah, a lot of my friends, like they would never spend over $100 on the top. You know, we shop at H&M and Zara, Aritzia. You know, you really have to mix those high and lows. So if you're starting it out and you're on a budget, I mean, just, start, just bring out that creativity, you know. Yeah, and some would argue that this podcast is going to have a lot of fashion advice right, with the people yeah, that we're interviewing. Totally. So Stylists. To come. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this one's from Copycat Chic. Good name. I've heard you mention that you use someone to help you manage your money. Is it a financial planner, accountant, or some sort of business advisor? 
I use a business manager to help me manage my business um, financially. I am horrible with money. Right, Grant? I'm not going to go there. <laughs> it has literally saved my marriage and my business to hire someone to manage my finances. Yeah, I mean, she said also at the end, taxes slayed me this year. Oh, God, girl. Oh, I feel your pain. Remember the first year I was blogging? And Grant and I, you know, I started this as like a hobby. And then I quit my full-time job to do this full-time because I was making money off of it. And like, you know, I was surviving. And we didn't think of this as like an actual full-time like money maker. I mean, when you started, there were like three bloggers you mentioned that were like fashion bloggers. And at that time, I feel like even everyone then was saying like, no one makes money. There's only three. It's too crowded. Yeah. The market's too saturated. You're too late. You can't make money doing this. And I was like, okay, like, cool. I'm really not in it to make money. Um, I just love it. So awesome. Well, then a year later, after I had made money doing it, I was like, oh shit. You mean I actually have to pay taxes on this money? <laughs> Remember, I was in Australia, Sydney Fashion Week, Australia Fashion Week. It was April. <laughs> I think it was like April 5th to be exact. And you were like, yeah, so like you you have to pay taxes. And I'm like, wait, what do you mean I have to pay taxes? Like it's usually just taken out of my income. And you're like, yeah, but you're like, you're running your own business now. And I was like, yeah. And you're like, have you not been paying like quarterly taxes? And I was like, no. It snuck up on both of us. <laughs> and you were like, what do you mean you haven't been paying quarterly taxes? I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean by quarterly? It was a reality check. Um, and it took me about two years to crawl out of that hole. Remember? I had to like, it took two years because I was paying double. You're going to depress this girl if she I'm really sorry. has tax issues. Okay. I'm sorry. I just want you to feel my pain. Like, I feel your pain is kind of what I'm saying. I'm sorry if you have tax issues. To answer your question, because <laughs> I could talk a lot about money, because again, I'm so bad with money. And no, I don't think anyone's worse with money than I than I am. And and you know what is like the the takeaway from that is know your weaknesses more than your strengths. I was sitting there focusing all my time on like, oh my God, I'm, this is great. I'm nailing this. I'm so good at this. Like, this feels so good. This feels so good that like, I didn't even pay attention to like what I was doing wrong and where my weaknesses lay and they lay in finances. So yes, I have a business manager. He, he does all of my invoicing. He chases invoices. He chases money for me, which is not cute when you've been working with a brand for several years and they're not paying you. You do not want to be the, the person that has to like knock on their door and be like, Hey, where the fuck is my paycheck? So he does that for me, um, which ha happens a lot more than you would think. People never pay on time. And he does my taxes and my write-offs and he pays my assistance um, and he pays me, which is good. So then I think that kind of leads into our next question, which was from Lo Lang. She says, I saw your Insta story earlier and is wondering if the blogging market you think is too saturated for newcomers. I feel like you get this question all the time. I do get this question all the time and I'm so happy to answer it because it wasn't even a question that I would ask back in 2011 when I started my blog, yet it was the number one piece of advice that everyone just so graciously gave me, which was the market is way too saturated. Uh, back in 2011, everybody used to be like, you're too late, you're too late. The blogging bubble is going to burst and you know the market's way too saturated. There's a fly entering your wine glass. <laughs> there's, it's really important though, if it gets in your glass and your wine's gonna be ruined and then we have to pour new glass and there's only like half a bottle left. I'll just start drinking it. There's like a gnat. I hate gnats. Don't you hate gnats? Well, you got to wonder where they are when the wine's not out. 
Oh, God. <laughs> Did that freak you out? Yes. <laughs> Where are they hiding and oh, waiting? Oh, God, to- I don't know, but it's flying around me now. Okay, the market is not too saturated. It's not too saturated. And here's why. Is, is the restaurant business too saturated? No. You like walk down the corner you're like, God, I really wish a new fucking restaurant would open on my block. And when it does, you're super stoked about it. If it's good, you go back. If it's not, you don't. The blogging market is not too saturated. It's like every every person that starts a blog is their own brand, their own person. No one can replicate who you are. So just focus on what you're doing. Perfect your craft. A chef doesn't wake up one morning and is cooking in the Four Seasons New York City you know, restaurant. He starts out in his own kitchen. He starts out with his own recipes and perfecting those and investing in knives and investing in his craft. So, so long as you are perfecting what you're doing, you will eventually make your way to that Four Seasons kitchen and you will, you will eventually make your way to success. Nice. Good answer. Fuck yeah. All right. We got time for one more. This is an I'm intro. We can't answer. What? We can't answer all these questions. We got to save some for the show. Late. We got to watch our shows. Our programs are TiVo'd. Okay, and this one I also think you can relate to, which is why I pulled it. It's from the Silk Sneaker. Huh. And That's she a great asks, name. The Silk Sneaker. As a blogger, I sometimes get really nervous about going to events where I don't know anyone and networking. I end up mm. feeling super quiet because it feels like I'm the only person who doesn't know anyone. Did you ever feel that way? Oh, my God. And what are your tips for getting over it? Yes. That's such a good question because I am with you, the Silk Sneaker. I wish I could be there at those events with you because that is the worst feeling ever. I'm in therapy about that, (laughs) not to get too deep, but contrary to what everyone thinks of me, I'm a very introverted person and, and Grant, I mean, Grant can speak to this more than anyone in my life. I will call him. I can't even begin to tell you how many times I'll call him after an event. If I'm out of town traveling for work and I have to go make an appearance somewhere, even just show up to a dinner and I don't know anyone, like I leave sometimes in tears. Well, and like you said, it's like, you need to know your weaknesses. You need to know your strengths. And if it's a weakness, it's something that you do need to work on. But you don't need it to be your strengths. You just need it to not hold you back. If you are very insecure about going to these social functions solo, um, find out if you can bring a friend. A lot of times brands or people that are inviting you to something will allow you to bring a plus one. And if you're not and you're truly in it alone, you really just have to like push, out, push, push yourself out of your comfort zone. And, and go up and talk to someone. Or you can also set it up to where the person that invited you, you can like arrange to get like their cell phone number and be like, sweet, I'll text you when I get there. And kind of use that person as leverage, as a diving board to then meet other people. Be like, hey, I don't really know anybody. Like, do you mind introducing me to like some people I should Well, and I also think, know? and I shouldn't be chiming in. This no, is your podcast. Well, no, I, I feel like you can really speak to this because... It's hard for me to speak to it because I'm the same way. Like, well, I, and it's a business. It's more of a business question than even a specific uh, fashion. It's a, this is like anyone. This is, in work. this is anyone in business who is is has stage fright, who is afraid of public speaking, who gets awkward in social settings. I mean, this is anyone in life, really. This isn't just having to do with blogging or business at all. It's you get afraid of it too, Grant. Like, what do you do? I think you have to fail at it. You have to really. You're gonna you're going to do it and it's not 100% going to go okay. You know, it's like baseball. If you hit 300, you're going to be in the Hall of Fame. It's the same thing. You just, certain people are better with the failure than others. And I think in fashion, it's actually somewhat easier in that you can just talk fashion, compliment the girl on what she's wearing. and You're absolutely right. But you have also admitted <laughs> that when you have come to New York Fashion Week and Paris Fashion Week with me, what's your take? I'll let you tell 
them? What is your... No, it's like a high school clique. It's very tough. Like the fashion shows are really intimidating. They're and scary. At these events, like I think the most courageous thing is all like demanding to have your picture taken, demanding to get a, a good seat at a fashion show, like talking to people at events. Like that's the hardest thing. That's not everyone can do it. It's very hard, but you can work on it. You can get to where it's doable. I, You know, we've met many people in the industry that are not outgoing. They're very shy, but they've managed a way because you just work through it. Yeah. Um, Sincerely Jules is a wonderful example of that. She's a good friend of mine. I love Jules. She's, she's quiet and she's to herself. You don't, you don't see her parading around town at all the events. She never goes to fashion shows, but she is one of the top bloggers in the world, that girl. And she marches by the, the beat of her own drum. And I admire that. Atlantic Pacific is another wonderful example. She's not necessarily like an introverted, you know, non-social type. Neither is Jules, really. But both of those girls are very quiet and to themselves. And it just goes to show you that you don't need to be, you know, the bell of the ball in the life of the party to get ahead in this industry. And as someone who entered the game, you know, just a few years ago, I had no idea that it would take that to kind of put yourself ahead of the crowd. And while it definitely has its advantages when you go to an event to be social and network and put yourself in front of the camera and, you know, demand that attention that Grant is talking about. It's not always entirely necessary. You know, don't beat yourself up over it, but also know that it's something that you can work on. Um, and you could provide yourself with the tools going into an event that might make you feel a little bit more comfortable. Like if you're nervous, focus on your breathing. If you're afraid of like what you're going to talk about to people, like read up in the news that day, read up on Women's Wear Daily, have a few talking points in mind when you're walking into the event. Go to 10 seven are going to be bad yeah. three are going to be good don't put one, so much pressure on yourself one you're going to walk away with someone who's in a similar situation as you as a contact and then you invite them to the next one and you go together before you know it that's how you start to socialize in the industry i have always found in this job that i love so much and that this is honestly the the reason my my top reason why i love what i do as much as i do is it's easy to get wrapped up in the fakeness of it all. And it's easy to sit back and be like, what I do is talk about clothes, you know, so silly um, and, and traveling and, and, you know, beauty and food and fitness and feel it all feels very narcissistic and it all feels very superficial. But at the end of the day, the strongest and most positive reactions I receive are when I am being vulnerable and raw and open and honest and real. And when I show that side of my personality, that is when some sort of magic happens and people react and people engage and people start a conversation. And my blog has served as a platform in order to do this. And I genuinely hope that the podcast is just an extension of that. And that, that actually took my, my my next and last question. I was just give the sale the sales sales that's, pitch. That's like, really it. What are people to I'm expect? One step ahead of you. I hope that um I hope that we're able able to just I just hope we're able to strip down the barriers of what people think of the blogging industry. And I want to talk about what it means to be sponsored and what a you know what a business manager is and what my assistant does. What does she do for me all day? What do I do all day? What do I do all day? Do I just walk around taking pictures of myself? No. 
What does my husband do? What does my dog do? How do I make money off my dog's Instagram? Isn't that insane that I make money off my dog's Instagram? Well, and to have fun and to <laughs> talk to other people because I think as someone on the sidelines, it's nice to see you and other people interact and you hear a lot of that inside stuff. Like some of the most interesting conversations are at these conferences and these panels oh my God. and stuff. So an extended version of that here is great. And it's always behind the scenes. It's always, you know, me talking to one of my blogger friends about like, hey, how much should I be charging for this? Or like my best friend, like, hey, like I'm going to like Toronto. What are the best restaurants? And like, what? Well, who's the biggest celebrity you've interviewed? And oh my God, like who's her hairstylist? And how does she do her contour like that? Or wow, you're working with this incredible charity in Africa. What was that like to sleep in a tent for a week? I just want to get the ins and the outs of people's lives. Everybody has a true and honest experience about everything. We're just not always able to tell it through pictures and words. Sometimes you need an actual voice behind the photos. And so that's what this is. All right, well. Let the games begin. 